0: Welcome back to The Authentic On Air with Bruce Alexander. Today's show is brought to you by my new digital course, Nine Ways for the ADHD Dad to Radically Improve Communication. Do you ever struggle to communicate with your spouse or your family in a way that feels meaningful? Have you found yourself consistently taken advantage of at work and in your personal life because no one seems to care how it affects you? If that sounds familiar, then you have a communication problem. ADHD or not, dad or not, If you are not able to identify, define, and communicate what is important to you with authority and intention, you will continue to struggle. I know that from experience. If you can't communicate what matters to you, it is almost impossible to do anything that matters. The nine steps for the ADHD dad to radically improve communication is a self-paced digital course that will guide you to reclaiming the power of your voice to speak the life you deserve into existence. It's available at www.authenticidentitymanagement.com forward slash nine steps hyphen special offer. For a limited time, not only can you get this course at a special limited time price that you need to see to believe, but I am also throwing in some really valuable bonus materials completely free of charge. Again, for a limited time, not only will you get the course at a special low price, but you will get all the following completely free. Access to the ADHD Dads private community where I post live content daily the impactful audio lesson, the 10 hacks for the ADHD dad to thrive in the workplace, access to the passion, purpose, and self-acceptance video collection featuring Jim Rohn, Jordan Peterson, and Garrett J. White, a digital download of the powerful unmasking ADHD blueprint, and for the cost of shipping and handling only, an exclusive ADHD dad t-shirt so you can represent your allegiance to that ADHD dad life. That is all available at www.authenticidentitymanagement.com forward slash nine steps, Hyphen special offer. Again, that is www.authenticidentitymanagement.com forward slash nine steps hyphen special offer. You can also just click the link in the show notes. And now back to the regularly scheduled episode. Welcome back to Authentic On Air. I am your host, Bruce Alexander. The podcasting platform provides access to so many different versions of success. Mark Savant has accomplished many of these degrees, and I'm so excited to share his story after today's reflection. What is your capacity to say no in your work, your life, and in your relationships? Are you able to define and enforce your boundaries? I have always been great at saying no, I thought. But I reflect on my life and I've realized something. I was terrible at setting boundaries and enforcing them in almost all areas in which I might have had my values violated. Work, relationships, family responsibilities. The reason I thought that I was so good at saying no is because I was actually a pro-hider. I could hide from opportunity all day long. Opportunities to engage in deeper connection with people I was interested in. Nope, I don't have time for that right now. Conversations do enhance my understanding of my spouse. I'm actually busy watching golf for like six hours straight right now. Uh, this was my pattern for a long time because I didn't want anyone to see through the facade I poured all of my energy into maintaining. And I doubted if my coward flage could work in altered circumstances. Meanwhile. You need to stay late for work? Yes, sir. I need you to miss that event you told me about because, oh, damn, that sucks. Okay. You need to take care of all the cleaning duties by yourself today because, dot, dot, dot. Well, that doesn't seem fair, I would say with a rag in my hand on the way to fill the mop bucket. It wasn't until a few years ago that I started to prioritize myself and my growth in determining my no's, and only a couple of years ago that I started to defy my boundaries to reflect my core values and beliefs. My no isn't about hiding anymore. It is about preserving and upgrading my mental stability, valuing and honoring my, sorry, valuing and honoring my authentic self and showing up as my best self for my wife and children. Tell me about your your no capacity on the episode reflection on threads, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at Authentic Identity Management. I can help you increase your capacity for no by working with you to identify your core values and beliefs and tailoring my coaching program to leverage your unique power and step into your authentic life. Type capacity into the comments and I will DM you to set up your free, no commitment discovery call, answering your questions and detailing how I can help you live more authentically. If you are a fan of the show and love the space we are creating or just want to help advance my mission of making the world a safer place to show up as yourself, here are a few ways you can support this show. Leave a review and tell me what you think is great, needs work, or would like to see more of in the show. Follow the show on your favorite podcast or social media platform actually on all of them that you use, and share this episode. Send this or any other episode to someone you care about or think will benefit from its content. Make a post about how you think this show has made you grow or communicate differently on your social media feeds and in your stories, and tag at Authentic Identity Management. Those are all free ways to promote the authentic mission. I've talked both on air and off about how much this podcast has felt like for the first time I am truly living my purpose. This is another one of those life affirming moments that feels providential in nature. Mark Savant is a highly sought after podcast consultant and host of the After Hours Entrepreneur Podcast, ranked in the top 1% globally of all podcasts. That means his podcast is in the top 30,000 of over 3 million active podcasts. Mark is passionate about the power of podcasting to change the world. He is also avid about his desire to not sacrifice his position as a father. a husband to make it in this world. He is an absolute inspiration to me and a great candidate for mentor if he's looking for any willing and hardworking students. (laughs) My guest today stumbled across me grinding away on my social media trying to make a dent in all the noise swallowing up my podcast and business. I posted a story about reaching 1000 downloads, a very proud moment, huge milestone. It reached 14 accounts. Somehow Mark was one of those 14 and he liked my story. So not getting a lot of engagement at this point on social media, I went to his profile to see who he was. I found him engaging and interesting, and as ADHDers are going to ADHD, I went down a rabbit hole watching his content on Reels, deep diving on his page, and all the typical things I do with a new fascination. He appeared on the Reels of multiple other podcasts, and I was enthralled. I also thought how lucky all these other podcasters were that he was willing to guest on their shows. A funny thing happened when I started hosting this podcast. I started to dream, and when I dreamed, I stopped being frozen by possibility and started acting. I started shooting shots. More often than not, I was making them too. So I decided to not be scared of his 20,000 plus Instagram followers or his top 1% podcast ranking, and I just DM'd him telling him about my podcast and what a great pleasure it would be to have him. As you might be able to tell, he obliged and is recording remotely in the on-air studio. I welcome today, Mark Savant. Welcome, Mark.
1: Bruce, thank you for the intro. Honored to be yeah. here, brother.
0: Absolutely, man. So like to start off,
1: what I usually like to do is get your definition of authenticity. Yeah, starting with the, 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 the simple questions here. Um, I mean, one of the things that's interesting, we talk about social media, uh, you talk about looking at things that we prioritize. Um, man, I think being authentic means... It, I I think being authentic means a being clear on where you want to go, um, and then being as transparent as possible on the road to get there. in In a world where everyone's taking fake pictures in front of Lambos and on yachts and then running onto jet runways take pictures, like don't be that guy or that girl, you know. Absolutely. Um, and I think you know, for me, authenticity has been a been a huge deal on my podcast itself. The After Hours Entrepreneur. I actually post all of my income reports every month. I'm posting an income report, an entire episode that just talks about this is how much I made this, is how much I didn't make this, is how much I spent here. These were the problems I encountered. And you know, those have become my most popular episodes. It's not the episode with Patrick, Bet David or the episode with Neil Patel or Jasmine star, or Pat Flynn. It's the episodes where I'm real and I'm authentic and I open up the books because people don't, we just don't live in an authentic world anymore. It's God. all smoke and mirrors, and and I think, you know, being different and being true to yourself is 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 by far the greatest skill and the greatest, um, the, the 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 greatest thing we can do for ourselves and for our families.
0: I absolutely agree. I actually did skip one step. Usually, I I like to ask in your own words. Can you tell the audience who you are, like what what you spend most of the time most of your time doing, and why you think I invited you on the episode.
1: Well, I mean, you did it, you really, you do a great intro, Bruce. You kind of got me going there. Um, but I, I consider myself an entrepreneur, a husband, and a father. And it's kind of funny. I don't know how deep we'll get into this, but I spent the first 35, 40 years of my life just about being an employee. When I wish if I could go back, there were all these clues that that would have told me that, Mark, you're not going to be a good employee, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing? I remember sitting on the sidelines for baseball and for basketball is like, I'm way better than these other kids. Why am I not on the field? I just couldn't stand having my destiny dictated by another person. I, and that's Mm. part of the beauty of entrepreneurship is there's no excuse. There's nowhere to hide. It's, it's on you. You will, you are on the field every single day and you're going to score goals based upon the effort that you put in. Um, and so that's taken over a major part of my identity. I left my job last year, just a year ago. And now the podcast agency is growing. My mastermind is growing. My AI consulting business is growing. So I, I just feel really honored to be in, a, in the place that I am um, in. in, in I, it's, just, it's just kind of, I'm kind of eclectic. Like I've kind of lost for words here because of how, I mean, I used to wake up every day, Bruce, staring at the ceiling like, I do not want to do this today. I do not want to go to the office. It's gonna suck. Is it Friday yet? But now none of I don't wake up like that any day. Every day right. is like, what's gonna to happen today? This is gonna be exciting. I'm gonna to get to meet people. I'm gonna to get to do something. So um that perspective of going from employee to employer has been one of the biggest um positive changes in my life and my family's life, although it hasn't been easy.
0: Oh, yeah. No, never nobody ever said it was gonna be easy, but It definitely, you know, I'm still early in the process, but I'm trying to do the same thing. And I had the same problem of just like, I do not want to go to work. I I hate working for these people. I hate being told that the way that I'm being successful, which I was, is the wrong way to be successful. Like, that's, that's the wildest thing to me is like, that's not how we do it here. Well, maybe you should change. Yeah. Or,
1: you know, if, if you're in a situation, like you said, Bruce, where they're not going to change, you have to change. Mm-hmm. We need, we are, you know, we need to be responsible for ourselves. Like, I don't know where this whole idea of, well, the whole world needs to change for me and my personal identity or purpose or desires. Like, that's not the way that the world works. No. You, you, you know, I, 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 you know, we should never sacrifice who we are as, as people, but we have a really unique, there's a really unique time in human history happening right now where opportunity abounds it abounds and it's, you know, look, it took me five years to actually leave my job. I mean, all these people who say it's easy to make enough money and to have all the stability. And it is not easy. Mm-mm. It is not easy. It takes, it takes the hard work. So that's why I think being authentic and being um, transparent about my journey and the months where I make 15 grand in profit are awesome. And the months where I make a thousand are not so hot. Where's the difference? Why did that happen? And I think people really respond to that on the after hours Entrepreneurship podcast.
0: Yeah, I like I like I listened to probably ten episodes um, after we talked, and I really enjoyed the content. I think it's think it's really great, and I like that it's a uh, it as niche as it is. It also hits a variety of topics that interest me, and so like I you know I appreciate what you're doing as well. And I, I love that about podcasting is that just because I'm a podcaster doesn't mean I can't love your podcast as well and love this podcast as well and want all these people to succeed because like the, the whole scarcity mindset doesn't fit here. Like there's just, you know, there's a, a literally 3 million different podcasts. And if you put out good content, people are going to find you and you're not going to take somebody else's audience. It's just, it's just not how it works.
1: No, not in podcasting. There's, there's, there's strength in numbers, there's strength in, in supporting. And I think also I'm reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill right now. And I think that having a mindset of, well, I hope that person doesn't do well. I hope that person fails. I don't think that that's a healthy type of mindset to no. have. It's physiologically going to impact you in negative ways. If you're thinking, if you're walking through life saying, how can I help this person be amazing? That is going to, the, the universe, God is going to pay you back tenfold. If you're yeah. going through life saying, gosh, I hope that person screw them. Mm-hmm. They got that guest. Well, gosh, I'm so jealous. They're, that is a, that mindset is a killer. It's a growth killer. Cannot support one another and, um, and try to give value. I know that's kind of cliche, but the more you give, the more you receive. And it's not just that physical, what you do in front of other people, but it's that emotional, the, the thoughts, the, the, the way that your brain functions and thinks about people um, and, and about where you want to go. And that's the way that I, I like, I, I try not to be jealous of anyone for that reason. Yeah. You know, and obviously there's stuff I see, and I'm like, holy cow, I wish I was doing that. I wish I did that. Like, I'm not perfect, um, but the, 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 the more I'm focused on someone else, the less I'm focused on my own personal gain.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, there's a difference between like that comparative behavior of saying like, they have that, I want that, so they need to not have it so I can want it. That's, that's not healthy, but saying like, I, I'm really happy that they've got this thing, but I would also like to get that thing too. So let me let me earmark that as something that I want to try to build towards and then to where I'm able to gain that thing as well. I'm not going to take it from them. I just also want to get that thing, you know, even it's if it's never a podcast enough. guest. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's never enough. You're always going to be looking to take something from someone else. Like you're never get, like why do you even want to do that? If the goal is to have self-fulfillment and happiness, that is not never it's never going to get you there. You need to find what motivates me? What gives me purpose? How can I help others? And that is that is a recipe, not just for future success, but for current success.
0: Absolutely. So I read on your website that th- this quote, during the coming months and years, customers are going to crave authenticity from brands. What makes you say that?
1: Well, a lot of reasons, but when, like you said, we need to be different. We need to stand out. The last thing I want to do is walk into a room and just be a number. I want people to look at me and say something different about that, dude. I want people to talk to me and be like, there's something, there's something, something in the air here. This guy's there's something different. You know, I, and I, I almost do that purposefully if I'm in a room and you know, I, I I will find ways to disagree with the room, right? If 99% of the people, in the room are saying one thing, I want to be the 1% that's saying something different, right? And it's not necessarily to argue just for the case of arguing, but you, you, you know, you, you just don't want to be like everybody else. Right. So that, so that's a, um, because the, the, and I think that that when it's done properly leads to the authenticity that makes people remember you that refer yeah. business to you, that come back to you a, a year after being a guest on your podcast or a year after meeting you and say, Hey Mark, now I'm ready. Take my money so we can get this thing done you know, um, cause the person that doesn't, that, that just agrees with everyone all the time, you, you end up being forgettable, right? So, um, I think finding places to disagree and give personal experiences is, has been, been a big part. And I think that that goes a long way towards authenticity, right? So that's kind of half of it. The other half is that we're, we're moving into a world in that I'm a big part of, which is driven by AI and automation and content at scale. Um, blogs, at scale, um, creative work at scale. And so we need to find a way to get our voice out there and, and rise above the noise to find a way to leverage these tools, not to drown out our individual voice, but to magnify our individual voice. And so things like chatbots and, um, AI, AI automations are a really powerful way of getting there. It's unbelievable what's happening. It's just, yeah. it's just shocking. I know that I'm definitely
0: like having listened to your your content, I know I'm not relying on it enough. I do like I use chat occasionally for like just idea generation and um, like I have a virtual assistant for show notes and stuff like that. It happens to be my wife also, but <laughs> it is a pretty lucky thing to have in the house. But like I, you know, I was listening to one of your clips talking about Zapier to chat and I was like, I don't know how to do that. And it's not that I couldn't learn. Like, I know I can learn anything if I just take the time. I'm just I'm almost afraid to take the time to learn how to integrate all these things because I, you know, I'm so focused on trying to to keep building things. And, you know, it's funny as I say that it's like, well, that would be building something, too. So maybe I'm being a
1: little a little stuck in my ways. Yeah, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, because that's what I love about tech and, and AI. It's like you build it once and then you can continue to build your stack on top of it. But I'll give you a perfect example of how an an integration like Zapier and ChatGPT are so powerful. I was working with a client of mine who's like, Mark, I'm overwhelmed. I can't keep up with all these guests. There's too much work. I said, let's look at your workflows. And and I had recognized in based on our discussion that he was spending a ton of time. Uh, filling out forms and getting just prepared for episodes it's like it takes me at least an hour and i got to do this i got to do that and i said listen let's reframe the whole thing so what we did is we created a calendar booking system for him so when a guest wants to be on his show they fill out a form and it and they answer multiple questions they'll they'll do things like upload a headshot what's your bio what are three things you'd like to talk about what are all the links and it and it kind of breaks that all that down Then we use Zapier to send all that data over to ChatGPT and ChatGPT will not only format it all in a nice way, um, but it'll give 10 example questions to ask that guest. And it also writes out a thank you email so that you can simply send an email. You've got a custom email that was written by ChatGPT that looks great. And now you can send it out there. It also puts that person's name into a spreadsheet automatically and creates a Google Drive folder for that for that person i mean and so you could start to see once you start implementing zapier all this is completed just because someone filled out your calendar form wow and there's i mean over the over the coming weeks months and years we'll be just blowing that up from maybe four or five integrations to 10 to 20 integrations it's it's obscenely powerful once you start to connect the dots so like
0: i I didn't even think about this when i was writing for this episode but you know talking about integrating ai into all of our all of this to to magnify our unique voice do you struggle at all with with keeping your identity while using those products like does it you know do you feel like there is some like uh convolution there between is this me or is this the ai and you know what what's your
1: what's your kind of conflict with that um, uh, I, I don't. And there's a couple reasons why. A, I'm very transparent. You know, mm. everywhere you look, whether it's my podcast, my website, like I'm very transparent that listen, we're we're future we're thinking differently over here. We're using AI and trying to implement AI and automation at every step of the process. Every step of the podcast process, we want it we want it to be all automated. Okay. Right. So so that's part of it. Um but being transparent about using it helps and but, but what it also does, Bruce, is it frees up my time to do more, have more conversations like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It helps me to, to, to meet more people and to shake more hands. Right. So I think in some ways it, it helps, it actually helps to scale that. And you know, the other piece is that I'm, I understand and I'm transparent that some of this stuff isn't going to work. You know, I'm trying it because out of 10 ideas that I try one, one tactic or system is going to be a hit. And then I can share that out with my audience and in a powerful way. And then if one per if 10% of the audience is like, wow, that's great. I have a fan for life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am starting to think about the authenticity piece when it comes to AI a little bit more as I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, open AI, uh, just had their developers day and they're basically making it much easier for us to create quote unquote GPTs, which are AI chat bots. Mm-hmm. um it, this is going to change everything because you can make ai chatbots now but it's it's a little clunky it's a little bit complicated with OpenAI, you're just going to be able to upload a bunch of pdfs a bunch of workflows systems maybe it's a book you've written maybe it's podcast monologues that you've read Brr, upload them all to chat gpt you can create your own bots and then maybe um maybe you can create a, a bot for customer service for example so Hey, coaching client, you have a question. I'm not gonna be free for the next 12 hours, but you can talk to bruce.ai and it's been programmed with hundreds of hours of information. It can help get you to the next level, you know? So that's something I think about, about losing authenticity when we start in, you know, using AI chatbots as stand-ins for us. Um, But I think that there's a lot of power there when it comes to engagement. And uh, sales and additional support for services and so on and so forth.
0: So I, I saw an ad for um, Air AI. Is, is that an example
1: of kind of what you're talking about? I'm not familiar with with that. Uh, again, this is what I'm specifically talking about is Open AI, which is Chat GPT. Yeah, the Open AI is the is the creator of Chat GPT, and so they're going to allow you to program your own chatbots to solve specific que- specific problems. Like so, so for so, example, it could be launching a podcast, doing the laundry, uh, vacationing in Italy. It, it could be any any specific topic that you want to devise a chatbot on.
0: So yeah, I, I saw this. I think yesterday or the day before, and it was it was a it was a chatbot that had a an actual voice, sounded extraordinarily human, and you know they put an actual call that was with a client who was uh, who had can, like they put a. The Apple Vision Pro in their like in their cart, and then like had left, and so they called this this AI bot and talked to the guy, and he and the AI bot made the made the sale. Like it was amazing. It was insane. I like I could not wrap my mind around the fact that it has gotten this advanced, this fast, to where now it was. I mean, there was a little bit of a, a pause, but you know, as it was like calculating the next statement, but it actually works as it. In a sales technique, silence is like actually a powerful thing. So I was, yeah,
1: I was really taken aback. Amazing. That is amazing. And, you know, what's great about that example, Bruce, is that is infinitely scalable. Yeah. You program the AI, and then, you know, anybody that puts something in their cart and then leaves, well, guess what? They're getting a call, they're getting a text from your AI bot. Do you know how, like, the, <laughs> That, and that, guess what? That bot never sleeps. It's it's open all the time. Um, it doesn't get sick. It never takes vacations. It's there yeah. all. the t- it doesn't require healthcare. It doesn't. It doesn't need a four hundred one k. It's just there, working yeah. all the time.
0: I guess my biggest fear is that I'm not going to be able to adapt fast enough. Like you know, I'm sitting here trying to build my business out one person, and I don't have like you know a lot of money to put towards it. So anything that I'm going to be able to get is going to be pretty do-it-yourself. And as I've previously stated, I'm ADHD. And some of these processes, if they don't, if they don't catch me pretty quickly, they become hard to follow through with. You know, there's a, a lot of steps to the first setup. And that's, you know, that doesn't say anything bad about AI. It's just, you know, it's a little scary because it's developing so quickly that the industry is going to, you know, leave me behind if I'm not able to, you know, to catch up. <laughs>
1: Well, frankly, the fact that you are even aware of that AI sales bot tells me that you're ahead of the curve, quite Mm -hmm. frankly, because most people, you know, most people have no idea that that kind of thing is happening, you know? Um, and, and, you know, as, as a Christian, I don't, you know, Jesus tells us, you know, don't worry about tomorrow, you know? Right. Um, but start planning, start preparing, you know, we got to, you know, you, 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 you want to have food in your stores. You want to be, be ready for what happens because my, you know, I don't want to worry because I just said, don't worry, but I am concerned. I am concerned when, you know, the World Economic Forum talks about 800 million jobs being displaced by 2030. That's a pause for concern because how, what, how do you help all these people that are displaced? You know, you're probably going to be okay because you're talking about it. You've got a media presence. You've got a podcast. You're probably, if you haven't already, you're going to start experimenting more with chat GPT. You're going to start experimenting more with AI text, and you're probably using AI um, tools to edit videos and stuff. So, you know, you're, you're probably ahead of the curve in that regard. Um, but there's a lot of people that aren't, there's a yeah. lot of people that want to work nine to five Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, they're going to drink beer and they're going to watch football. And then one day their boss is going to say, Hey, everyone. Uh, we're going to be implementing this new AI bot and we're letting go of 60% of the sales staff. And then what is that person going to do?
0: Yeah. If if, if they haven't been sharpening those skills, you know, or at least developing some degree, then it's going to be pretty hard to to catch up. And And what's
1: scary is it's not just the sales staff. It's the customer service staff, HR. It's, it's the McDonald's down the road. It's, it's lo- all
0: logistics, it's, you know, shipping, it's all of that stuff is they're figuring out how to apply AI to it. And, you know, it is a little scary, but there's also so much of it is it's the, the little, you know, uh, minutia that nobody actually really wants to do. Like nobody really enjoys doing those things. They're just, you know, they're just doing them. So, like, I definitely encourage people to kind of find the thing that they actually want to do, that they're passionate about, because you can't I don't think AI can take over passion. Like it can't, it can't provide that for people. So your unique voice is going to matter if you find that thing that you're passionate about and you're trying to share that with the
1: world because AI is not going to be, be able to do that. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, AI is not emotional, right? Which yeah. is one of our greatest strengths and weaknesses. Um, but I mean, how many, we do all kinds of things that we don't want to do. That's right. important. That's important. <laughs> if we didn't do things we didn't want to do, we would just, we wouldn't do anything. We just sit around That's watching true. Netflix. That's true. You know, so like I don't have an exact number, but I think the vast majority of people don't like their jobs. They probably in a lot of cases hate their jobs. They don't like their boss. They don't like waking up early, but they do it because they know they need to put food on the table. Yeah. I mean, the the
0: overriding thing is like you like putting food on the table. That's why you keep going to the jobs. Even though you hate the job, you like providing for your family more. So, you know, there's a constant give and take of, you know, balancing all those things out. And we could talk about AI alone all day, but I want to move on to a a different topic because this is a question that I think I can only ask you. So I try to pitch my show on the back end to guests to get them to publicize their episodes because, like, obviously, I want the show's reach to grow. When I do try to, like, I try to make it clear to people that people are interested in people and stories and them sharing their authentic stories is going to help drive interest in their associated business or cause or whatever but only a few guests have really shown a real urgency and willingness to use my platform for the effective tool. I think it is.
1: What would you guess I'm doing wrong? Well, one of the biggest challenges we have at getting um, guests, or customers, clients, friends, family to do something is we make it too complicated. There's too many steps. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the biggest challenges of getting guests to share is you're giving them too much to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm busy. I've, I've already got, I've, I wake up in the morning. I've got, a, I've got an inbox of 50 emails I got to respond to. There's a problem with Bob's podcast. One of my team members is on vacation. I've got to record a YouTube video for the day. Plus, I need to make sales calls. So I'm already really busy. You know. So when I get that email from Bruce, it's a, and I'm just spe- speculating here because I haven't yeah. even seen what the follow up looks like, but I get an email from Bruce, and Bruce is like, hey, Mark, your podcast is live. Here's a link to it. Uh, make sure that you share it on your email and on Facebook and on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Plus I've got a bunch of clips here, go through those and check. It's like all of a sudden you've just given me another job, right? I've just, you know, in addition to all these other tasks I have now, I have the task of promoting your, your show. I do like the way that you um, kind of stated that like, this is actually going to help you. Mm
0: -hmm. So that,
1: that's part, that that's a better way of pitching it because honestly we're, Humans are selfish. We do things that are best for us. Yeah. Generally speaking, we don't do things because it's good for someone else. We do things because it's good for us. Um, and sometimes that's that's fine. Like, for example, uh, Mr. Beast is is trying to give water to half a million Africans, and people are angry at him for that. It's like it's like you're just doing it for views. It's like, you just he's giving clean water to half a million people. Well, the thing
0: about it is he sure he's doing it for views. But those views have given him a platform to do this thing. That this, the views that he gets from this thing, will allow him to do something even bigger next time. And he like he he gives all the money he makes away almost completely. Like he's always just giving away everything that he's bringing in. Like I think that's that's crazy. Like yeah. it's just nuts.
1: He cures blindness for a thousand people, and people are angry at him. It's like, like come on.
0: Oh, you just did it for the views. They're like, well, yeah, they can view now. They, they can see. So I'm happy about
1: that. Right. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it, I guess my, my point there is, you know, you, we can never make everyone happy. But if you want to get people, more people to share our work, uh, A, we need to frame it around, this is going to be good for you. This is how it benefits you, A. And B, um, we want to make it as easy as possible. You know, if you're asking someone to share, share one link maybe you've already written out the copy for them so they can just copy and paste the whole thing and, and place it into Facebook or into their email. Um, typically what I, what I do um, is I just make sure I tag the person on social media, right? So they're getting tagged. So instead of asking the guests to like type up and send out and do all this stuff, all they need to do is hit accept. Yeah. Reshare retweet. And that, that dramatically increases your chance of getting, of getting shares. Um, mm. That's why I found it. And then the third piece of that, Bruce, is the content has to be good. You know, I remember, you know, a couple, you know, two and a half years ago, I was starting up my show and I was sending out clips and the clips were like, they just weren't that great. Yeah. You know? And so asking someone who's uh spending a lot of money on clips to share clips is harder when your clips are either not the same branding or maybe the quality isn't as good or they're different. So these are all things to keep in mind. But generally speaking, what I found in business is keep it as easy as possible and, and, and make it as beneficial to the user as possible. Yeah. I think that, um,
0: I've done a pretty good job at keeping it pretty simple, but like maybe I know that I want too much. Like it's, you know, that's part of who I am is that I expect everybody to want to do what I would do for them. So it's like, if I, you know, if I come on somebody's post, if they like, which I usually do is like, I send the episode artwork out, you know, I say, hey, you can post this, you know, whenever you want to, if you want to. Here's the here's the artwork, here's the link. And then also like just be on the lookout. I'm gonna tag you in some stuff and, you know, be aware of the the Instagram tag for like collaborations because I'm gonna send that out too. And some people will, you know, will accept the the collaboration and like that's it. Some people won't even do that. Like it's not it's too much. And then I had like a a, a really big local celebrity on and i was like really really happy about that i was like this is really going to help me grow like this is going to help expand our reach and he shared everything i posted but i like, sent him an email explaining all those things that we talked about and i was like all i asked is that you just add like your own words to like to the post like just share it and just like a couple of words about your experience and i got gotten none of that and i was like damn so so his audience didn't care about the post because it was just my post on his page I needed it to be his post on his page, so then people actually they were they bought in. And unfortunately it didn't happen. But I'm you know, I'm trying to grow and learn and how like how to help people understand that I want people to get to know them because like I enjoyed the conversation and I think your audience is gonna love getting to know you better. Like it's definitely selfish, but I also think it's great for the people who come on my show.
1: I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um but you know the, the, the shorter, the better has been yeah. my experience. I've performed hundreds and hundreds of interviews and getting guests to share is really challenging. It just is. It just is. Um, as a podcaster, I try to be better about it, but I do ask when hosts send me like a wall of text with three or four links and then customized graphic images. I'm like, just tag me. Yeah. Just tag me. And then I could reshare it with, with my own words or something, you know, um, that, that's what I, that's what, it, You know, both both personally and professionally, I do because it just we want to. I I get it. You take all this time to schedule and record, and the money and the the time of editing and producing and all of that. All you're asking for is ten minutes of their time. Yeah, but that ten minutes is it's uh, (laughs) it it can be elusive. Yeah, elusive.
0: I I totally get that, and you know, I appreciate your candor on that on that whole thing because I I know that it is just a matter of. Not maybe asking too much, just expecting too much. Like I don't think that I'm asking too much. I think that I'm like expecting people to like follow through to the letter is expecting more than I should. Just like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna ask you to do this. If they don't, I just need to be okay with it. Because like that's you know, that's kind of my entire platform is like give people all the information to work with and they can choose to meet you where you're at or not. And then you just have to be okay with it. So, you know, sometimes
1: it's just applying your own advice to yourself. Well, and I found it, you know, like it's it's about giving people the right information. Like it's it's really hard. Human nature, right? I don't. um I've become unemotional about this type of things because sometimes what I expect, like it doesn't. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't manifest in the way that I would. Then I would expect it would. Why not? Why are people not jumping on this offer? I had you know in the mastermind group that I lead. Um, a, a few months ago, I dropped the price down to 10 bucks a month. And then you get time with me, you get time with other members. We're reading books together. And it was like, the, it just, I was expecting I'd get dozens of people. I didn't see that. So <laughs> I, I have a, you know, I, 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 I was expecting to get a lot of people, but it was just, it was like, you know, a few people trickled in. I was like, wow, I'm spending Damn. all this time and energy trying to bring people in for 10 bucks a month. Why don't I just, and so I just raised the price to a hundred bucks a month. And now it's much easier for me to find one person than it is to find 10. Yeah. You know, it's much easier for me to provide value to one person than it is to provide value to 10. So it, it, it's just, it's just kind of, it's, it's kind of weird, but I think being, you know, what I found is like, you know, don't get emotional about things if people aren't doing. If I aren't, if people aren't taking the steps that we desire, that's on us. Yeah. How can we change it? The last thing that I, the worst thing that I hear from someone is when someone says something like, Mark, you're amazing. I love what you're doing. Gosh, you're showing up all over my newsfeed and you're so great. And how, what do you do exactly? I'm like, it's all F from there. <laughs> it's all screwed. You know? you're seeing all the wrong stuff. Damn it. <laughs> you know, that's on me. I'm not laying out a clear enough message. How do I, I approve that? I definitely agree with that. Um, so I talked to my wife
0: About my business and my podcast a lot because she offers me a fresh perspective and often sees what I'm missing. I told her that you were coming on and that I was afraid I was going to lose sight of generating content about authenticity and I was going to turn it into a coaching session. In all her wisdom, she told me that it is okay to accept help and that I don't have to try to do everything all by myself. So I will ask you this one, like, right out or sorry, outright podcast consulting question What is the one obvious key thing that I'm not doing that I need to be doing to increase my reach? and grow my audience
1: so there's that's a tough answer there's a lot of things okay there's a lot of things um but i think the most important thing that we can do to grow our audience is to the most important thing that we can do to grow our audience is to make noise is to disagree and be okay with it the vast majority of people are going around just agreeing with everyone the vast majority of podcasters are just sitting there nodding their heads saying i agree i agree i agree I want to disagree. I want to find things that you've said that I don't agree with. And it doesn't mean I don't like you. It doesn't mean I don't respect you. It just means I disagree on this particular topic and here's why. So that is, I think, a really important uh, skill to master because we want to be respectful of our guests. But at the end of the 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 day, people really like conflict. Yeah. UFC is pretty popular. I love UFC.
0: Well, some of the, you know, I don't get a whole lot of feedback on my show, but like some of my friends that listen, one of the comments I got was like, Man, you had, a, it was like Derek Sire, we had a little bit of a, a disagreement on episode four. And he's like, I love the way that you navigated that. Like, you didn't, you didn't like sacrifice your position, but you were so respectful. And this is a person that I know hates conflict. Like, he hates it. It's like he tries to avoid it at all costs. And so he was like, I was afraid I was going to have to turn it off. But the way that you navigated it was was so. Great, and so like for him to have spoke up and commented about that kind of it kind of goes to your point and says like yeah that's a that's a pretty big thing that people do want to hear is I don't think they want to hear us you know on a, a a crossfire session like just everybody going at each other the entire time but I think having
1: some some healthy disagreement is is great. It's it's really important, and then finding you know those those particular points that you're unwavering on because I mean listen if we don't if we stand for nothing we fall for everything. So uh, again, it doesn't mean that we're, you know, we go, we're, I'm running around like a jerk with people, but if someone says something, I'm going to challenge them. I yeah. talk to a lot of app developers, a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, and there's some times where they'll tell me something that's like super generic or it's like, yeah, that worked five years ago. Or I'm like, I'm like, bro, stop playing. Give me, give me something that actually means something. Don't just tell me like people like I'll ask, like, how can I grow my podcast? For example. And, and people will be like well, you want to share your clips on social media. I'm like, shut, shut the hell up, man. Don't give me that share clip stuff. Give me something different. You know what I'm saying? I can, if I wanted to chat GPT answer, I would go to chat GPT. I want you as the expert to give me something that's, that's hot, you know? Um, So I I think being able to do that is good. I'll give you another tip too, on how to grow a, grow a show that I I think is important. And that's understanding, uh, getting an understanding of like what the market wants. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, like Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. And, right. you know, when you start a podcast and you have this huge vision of like where it's going to go and what the show is going to be about, um, is that the way that it plays out? You know, you know, do people want to listen to, and I'm just putting this out there. Cause I don't know. I haven't looked at your analytics, but do people want to listen to an, an hour long podcast about someone's authenticity? Do they want mm-hmm. that? Or maybe do they want a 20 minute podcast on how to create vision? Or maybe it's a 10 minute quick hit solo from Bruce. Like we don't, we don't know. So I think trying different things is helpful. Um, and then another thing I, I, I recommend leveraging is YouTube. I'm using it, but man, I, I'm not using it well. I'm trying. <laughs> YouTube so does I'm not like you, me so far. I'm going to give you a strategy for YouTube. I call it the 10 by 10 strategy. Um, easy to execute and, and insanely powerful at getting insights in your audience. Because that's one thing that YouTube does well. It's give you analytics and data. So, um, basically you look at, Hey, what are, what are topics that I feel very strongly about? It could be, um, authenticity. It could be, uh, entrepreneurship, family, you know, try to find those overlaps in your show because your show is not just gonna be about one thing. It's going to be about Bruce. It's going to be about 10 different things. Right. Yeah. Would you say, and then, um, what, what you want to do is you, after you've taken those 10 subtopics of your primary topic. Break those down into ten more subtopics, right? So if it's authenticity, it could be like, um, or let's say let's take entrepreneurship. That's a little bit easier. So if if you take entrepreneurship, that could be, um, coaching, e-commerce. You know, you keep you we keep breaking it down, um, and then you start to generate lists like ten reasons you should quit your job or ten reasons why you should tell your wife you love her more or, um. Uh, men versus women, who is more self-conscious or whatever it is, right? All these different Mm -hmm. topics. And then you start plugging, then you want to keep them as short as possible, okay? As close to 10 seconds as possible. You record all these short videos. They're designed specifically as YouTube shorts. We post them to YouTube as shorts and you see, and then we watch what happens. Right. Because there's going to be certain YouTube, there's going to be certain shorts that a lot of the shorts probably won't do great. You know, they will reach a, you know, 100 people or something. But some of those shorts are going to hit. You're going to reach 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. Now you have some real clues as to where what the market wants and places where you might slide into that that slot. It's going to give you insights into what type of copy is moving people to action. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, That's a great piece of advice. I've got another question I want
0: to ask you. I know that we're kind of running close to your next meeting. So um, you had the opportunity to interview Chris Doe last year. He is literally the number one reason why I'm sitting in this chair. Uh, First, thank you for being on my show because there's now one degree of podcast separation from me and my literal, literal podcast royalty. Second, what was it like for you to interview a figure who is or who was and is a genuine graphic design trendsetter, industry disruptor, and an extremely established podcast host at a time when you didn't quite have the clout that
1: you have now? Man, some of the interviews that I've had, like, I've done a lot of interviews, hundreds and hundreds of interviews, but some are special. And Chris Doe is special. Uh, Pat Flynn was special. Sean Cannell was really a special moment. Um, Neil Patel. Uh, but, but Chris Doe is very special because he's awesome. The future is awesome. I've bought courses of his. Um, and that's one of the benefits I think that we have with podcasting is just like you, like we've been talking here, you know, the the podcast, uh, you know, you can use it as almost like a personal consultation in ways. So yeah. I was able to ask Chris, you know, some of the some of the questions I asked were specifically with the goal of how can I clip this up for some interesting clips, which yeah. which I think is important. But other parts, you know, were just like legitimately asking for advice. And hey, I'm I'm having a hard time closing my sales. You know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Normally, he's going to charge thousands of dollars for that sort of a session. Yeah, but because in into- the podcast were you intimidated by by sitting down with him i was not um part of that's just because of the way that you know he interacts he's very like you know even if he's worth millions if not hundreds of millions of dollars he like he has a way of like connecting um so i wasn't but also i think you know after you've done hundreds of of interviews like i don't know like for me bruce i i and this might be a personal thing i don't really get starstruck we're all just humans. At the end of the day, we all have our own bull crap, you know, and um, you know, the the, the problem with humans is we will let you down a hundred percent of the time. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to let you down. We all have our own our own issues. Um, so I I I have a tendency not to get too starstruck. Of course, like sometimes I I do to an extent, um, but. You know, I I I wasn't that intimidated for uh for Chris. Um frankly, for most people, I I don't get that intimidated. I just have a lot of self-confidence, probably which was nurtured into me at a younger age. Yeah. You know. And then um, you know, every morning when I wake up on my mirror, I've got a I've got a, a visualization statement that I read out loud to myself. And uh I read that every morning, every night. Um, I visualize myself being successful, I visualize myself in the right rooms. I visualize myself in my optimal studio, my optimal state. And I think that having that mindset, having that vision, uh, it, it, it allows you to avoid the insecurities that can come time, sometimes come with. Do I deserve to be sitting on this call with yeah, this person? Absolutely. Do I, do I really, do, gosh, this is Chris. No, do. do I deserve? No, I do deserve to be here because this is what the hell I'm doing. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's that kind of that yeah. shift in perspective that comes from nurturing the brain day after day.
0: Man, I, w- I would love to have him on my show. Like that's, you know, when you, when you get into podcasting, you kind of just start to dream about kind of your bucket list of things that you'd like to do on your show and my show being the way that it is and kind of being about people, having the person who kind of inspired this journey for me on the show is definitely at the top of my bucket list, man. I would love to make that happen.
1: I'll give you another quick tip here. Um, one of the ways that I've been able to get on people's radar, get get people into my show, into my ecosystem I wouldn't normally have access to, is I invest in them. And one of the best ways to do that is to join their mastermind group, their pro group. Chris has a great group. Pat Flynn has a great group. Uh, Evan Carmichael. So if there's people that you are really Patrick Bet David, if there's people that you really want to get on your show, one of the best ways to do that is to invest in them. Yeah. To 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 join their programs. The other benefit of being in their program, in addition to getting them on as a guest, which is obviously not guaranteed, but it increases your chances tremendously. Yeah, that's for sure. You're meeting a bunch of people that are like-minded like you. Yeah. So you're growing your network, you're building new opportunities, and you're bring, you're putting yourself in a position to work with someone that you'd love to work with.
0: Oh, yeah, that's great advice. That's 1,000% something. I, I'd considered the Future Pro group, but um, I think I did like an assessment and it kind of said that What I'm doing right now doesn't really fit what the program is for, because like I'm not giving like I'm not selling an actual product like, you know, I I sell a a coaching package like there's no there's no actual graphic design that goes along with it. There's there's no end product except for the coaching service. And I think because of that, I wasn't really a fit for what they're doing right now, but I I would still think about it if I once I get a little bit of extra income, I would I would love to get closer to that whole. His mindset is really, it really is kind of what helped me establish my baseline for what it's like to just show up as yourself. He's the same yeah. dude on every episode. Like nothing, like he he doesn't change for anybody, and I and I just absolutely love that. Um, we got quite enough time for like another two questions or so. Uh,
1: yeah, I've got about, I've got five, I've got five minutes, and I gotta get prepped for this next call. Okay. Um, so
0: we talked about you leaving a pretty cushy insurance job. Uh, what convinced you to start honoring yourself and your core values?
1: And was there a defining moment that led to that? There were a few, there were a few moments, Bruce. There wasn't a specific moment. Um, but I, th- I honestly, I think having kids really changed my perspective on things because up till having kids, like I, I, w- I felt like I was able to kind of coast things were good. Things were cushy. Um, you know, but having kids made me want to have something more for my life. It wanted me, I wanted to create legacy. Um, I was tired of waking up miserable on Mondays. That's the worst. I would not suggest that to anybody. If you're waking up miserable on Mondays, change something, you can do it. Um, I also saw the writing on the wall being in the insurance industry, um, month after month, more and more sales, more and more customer service was being done by a 24 hour support center Uh, More sales were being done online, and I said, "Well, where does this leave me?" That this is even before AI was was as big as it is now. So I I looked at future prospects. I look I looked at current happiness, um, and I made the call that I'm going to start trying different stuff. And and Bruce, I tried a lot of different types of businesses, everything from mattress warehouses to vending machines to financial advisor, and I ended up starting a podcast because I enjoyed it. And now five years later, I. Own an agency, and I host one of the top-ranked global shows in the space. I lead a flourishing mastermind of thirty entrepreneurs, and I, I just feel very blessed that I could um, th- to be in the place. Um,
0: I so, I, when I was listening to the After Hours Entrepreneur, you talked about your commitment to authenticity and your relationship to the degree that you have actually brought in a third party to improve your communication. Is uh, is that something that you can tell us a little bit about?
1: Uh, you're you're married. You'd mentioned. I'm married. I've been with my wife for 17 years. We've been married for almost 10. Um, divorce rates are approaching, if not over 50 percent now in the United States. Uh, depression is at an all-time high. Uh, suicide rates all-time high. Um, fatherless homes. One of the you know even Barack Obama mentioned that if you're in a fatherless home, like the chances you're going to be successful are mm-hmm. greatly diminished. You know, fatherless homes are one of the biggest it is probably the most insidious biggest problem that nobody talks about is fatherless homes and the lack of men to step up um every i quite frankly every single married couple every single serious couple should have counseling they should have an intermediary every single couple in 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 you know that's early not once you've had a problem it's before you've had a problem. I, I think, honestly, I think before you get your marriage license, it should be required that you have premarital counseling. I think that there should be a requirement that you do a, a checkup annually with your spouse, with a, a neutral third party. It yeah. should be mandatory. It, it changes communication because the reality is, Bruce, you need somebody to tell your wife when she's wrong. <laughs> That's what you need. I do that all the time though. Because it does. It doesn't hit the same when it comes from us. You
0: know, what I, what I found is that (laughs) it's not even that, that she's wrong or that I'm right. It's just that we don't speak the same language. We don't speak the same language. And whenever you're trying to speak to each other in different languages, it's really helpful to have somebody who can translate. Like that's,
1: that's it, man. There are certain communication skills. Like when we, my wife and I were going through it, our relationship is way better than it was beforehand. Um, when, when I went from employee to employer, when I made that shift, when I left my job, it caused some friction in our relationship. Uh, I won't go into all the details now due to time, but you know, there were just certain problems that I hadn't accounted for. There were certain issues revolving around travel and finances and, um, and, and, and work hours. There were things that we hadn't sorted through. And so having a neutral third party to help us develop communication skills, uh, was incredibly important. And, um, upon quote unquote completion of the program, our, uh, our coach was like, okay, you've gone through it. You're done. And we're like, what, no, we, we still want to check in with you on a biweekly or at least a monthly basis. And so we still do that. We have like upkeep because, you know, despite how lovely everyone else's relationship looks, just like I said about people, everyone's relationship has, has, garbage attached to it. Um, and you should not be allowed to get married and get all the tax benefits unless, and and start a family. Um, unless you're going through the process of of Uh, coaching,
0: definitely putting in the work to try to make sure you're communicating on that level. Um, so I know that you're on a tight schedule, but I want to make sure you have the opportunity to talk about what you, what you're giving back to the world. So for the next few minutes, the mic is yours. You can plug your products, talk about your mission, your podcast, whatever.
1: Yeah, I Thanks for having me on the show, Bruce. My name's Mark Savant. I help thought leaders launch and automate podcasts. I do that through, um, through personal coaching. I do that through my mastermind program and I do that through fully done for you services. And, uh, you can find me at marksavantmedia.com. dot media.com mark savant media. You want to
0: drop your social so the audience can
1: follow if they're interested. You can find Mark Svant Media on your, every, every social, wherever you're on. I'm there. Mark Savant no. Media. Thank you so much for this opportunity and for sharing your authentic journey with
0: us. To my authentic audience, thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did having it. If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. I really appreciate the feedback and it really helps me get heard by more listeners. Follow this podcast so you get updates about new episodes and coming soon, live streams. And share this episode with someone you think might enjoy it right now. Check out earlier episodes to support the future creation of great content. And don't forget to like at Authentic Identity Management on Instagram, Facebook, threads, or LinkedIn. You can also head over to the Authentic Bruce YouTube channel for podcast video and impactful clips from my conversations with these great guests. Finally, if you're struggling to show up as yourself and your content, your work, your family, or your life, I would love to help you. Authentic Identity Management does authenticity coaching to help you align your true self with the identity you share with the world. It's exhausting to live someone else's life. Live authentically and access the potential that belongs only to you. You can check out my website at authenticidentitymanagement.com. Contact me on social or email bruce at management.com to set up a free 30-minute discovery call to answer your questions and detail how I can help you step into your authentic life. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, be yourself and love yourself. Bye for now.